Do you travel in your RV with your pet? I'm Dan Hunt, and this is the RV Life Podcast with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt. Now, Patty's not with us today. She's up taking care of her mom, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. A lot of people do travel with their pets in their RV. And today's show, our guest is going to give you some great tips from his eight plus years of experience as he travels around the country with his pet, who is right here with us, Tango. We love having Tango around with us. And every time we get together, Tango is my dog, not his dog. Um, But Patty and I have been on the road for a little bit over two years now, and we've had pets our whole life, but we did make the conscious decision to not take a pet with us. And that is because our lifestyle with a shooting video and going places to do the podcast, we're not always at our our at our RV. I talk for a living, right? Say that one five times fast. So we're not always at our RV. Sometimes we have to get on an airplane and travel away. And it would be very, very difficult for us to have a pet, especially like Tango with us, because he's just not like a lap dog, although he thinks he's a lap dog. But uh, he's not uh, a laptop, so he can't go with us. Now, Patty is in Manassas, Virginia right now. Uh, Her mom, unfortunately, uh, a few weeks back was taken to the hospital uh, and is having a little bit of breathing problems. So Patty and I decided that the best thing to do was for her to go up and take care of her mom. While I slowly, and I say slowly, we're, we're recording this. I, I don't know what the date today is, but uh, somewhere around March 25th, I think. And I'm going to try to get up to Manassas, Virginia, right around tax time, about April 15th. So the weather has a chance to turn over when I get up. Now, today I am in, how do I say this? I, I'm in a campground called the Oaks. And it is in South Carolina. Um, If you're looking for a resort, this is probably not the place for you. However, this is a wonderful campground. Is that that yours, Jim? Your phone going off over there? No? Okay. Um, It it is a, a wonderful, wonderful campground. It's very tight and small. I actually did a short video over on our YouTube channel, Exploring Through Our Lens, because Jim and I went on a bike ride around the lake and we saw, I don't know, eight or so alligators out there. Uh, so we, we did a little short video about the alligators that are back at the lakes back here. So it, it's really a nice campground. It's right off 95. Uh, you really get that feeling that you're back in the woods not a lot of Starlink service because the trees have come in. Now, last time I was here was in December and my Starlink worked absolutely perfectly, but not so much today. Um, So anyway, that's uh, where we are in South Carolina, uh, right up the road from from Paris Island where the Marines go to train. Uh, Really a neat facility. Went out and tried to see some of those plane landing. Unfortunately, we did not see any of those there. Um, and then for those of you, there is a little bit of an audience here today. There, there is somebody here in the campground that their dog just had 
four or five little puppies. And they are so cute. I got to tell you that they are so cute. You can head over to our social media um, at RV Life Podcast. Uh, that's on Instagram or Facebook. And I will post a little video that I did when I was out there playing with them the other day. It was just really, really something special. Those little puppies are just, they're only seven weeks old. They are so cute. Now that's how it means it's time for our today's fun fact. So according to the RV Association, did you know that over 65%, 65% of all RVers take their pet on the road with them? Now, when, when you dig into those numbers a little bit deeper, according to the North American Camping Report, there's over 98 million people that consider themselves campers. Okay, some full-time, some part-time, some sometimes, some just weekenders. But over 98 million people consider themselves campers. And if you do the quick math, 65% of that, that means there's about 63 million pets on the road right now. That's, that's, that's a lot of dog food. <laughs> that is a lot, a lot of dog food. Now, uh, today's episode is about pets and how you take pets on the road. And we're going to get a lot of great information today. But there's also some really, really cute pictures. Now, Tango is right next to me here while we're doing this show. Tango and I were in New Jersey when he was just a puppy. And he got so excited. He sits in the front of, of their Class A, of Gem and Brandy's Class A. And he sits up at the driver's seat. He puts his little paws up on the steering wheel. I took a picture of it one day. It is so cute. Head over to the RV Life Podcast Instagram page, and we are going to post that picture up there along with those other pictures. So, uh, you know, anything that you have questions and, oh, that was the other thing that, that Patty said she wanted me to say. If you have pictures of your pet out in the camping world, out where you're out camping, go ahead and post them on our Facebook page. Go ahead and post them on our Instagram page because we would love to see and our listeners would love to see all of the different types of pets and all the pets that we have out there. Okay, you're listening to the RV Life Podcast, and we will be back with our guest this week right after this. Protecting your RV investment means being ready for anything. An extended RV warranty from Wholesale Warranties is the best way to make sure that if an RV failure happens, you can afford to get back to enjoying the RV life as soon as possible. RV warranties are available for motorhomes, fifth wheels, and travel trailers, new and used, across the U.S. Visit WholesaleWarranties.com for a free personalized RV warranty quote today and hit the road with peace of mind tomorrow. Why end your camping season when it gets cold? With the inflatable RV skirting system from Air Skirts, you can extend your camping season year-round. Reach out to Jim and his team by visiting airskirts.com for more information. RV Life Podcast listeners get $100 off a kit order when you use code RVPOD. That is RVPOD for $100 off. He learned to fly when he was 18 years old, paying for those flying lessons by teaching martial arts. 
He worked his way to a seventh degree black belt and has students all over the world. He's been traveling the U.S. for over eight years now with his beautiful wife, Brandy, and their incredible dog, Tango. I'm talking about my good friend, Jen Renault and his incredible wife, Brandy, and of course, Tango. Uh, you, you know, they work from the road. They work with Thousand Trails. They've had several pets over the years. Jim, welcome to the RV Life Podcast. Yeah, that was a great introduction. Thank you, sir. Okay, so, you know, Jim, let, let's go all the way back to the beginning and, uh, and, and, and ask the question, what made you want to get into the RV lifestyle? Well, I had done it after I'd had a major stroke. And uh, I was no longer able to teach full-time. I was te- had several schools in the Atlanta area. Wasn't able to teach full-time. And as um, soon as I got to where I could walk again, I decided I wanted to go see all the things in the world that I'd missed, like the Redwood Forest and the Grand Canyons. I was too busy living a life to live a life before. And I wanted to go out and enjoy it. So we took off. And, and you know, that that is incredible. And, you know, because you and I are friends, we've known each other for a couple of years now. Um, I, I do know that that you have been everywhere from Washington State to Florida, everywhere in between, up north, down north. Uh, you know, the one question I think I get asked more than any other is, is what's your favorite part of the country? Or what's your favorite campground is one of the things I get asked, but I never answer that question. But what's your favorite part of the country and, and why? Well, I'm from the South, so, <laughs> um, I, you know, I really like the Oaks cause I like the location here. we got Savannah, Hilton head, Charleston, a lot of neat things around here. So this is where I like to come home. This is my home base. And then we travel the rest of the time. We're getting ready to head out to uh, blue Mesa and Colorado for the summer. Um, and we're always on the road going somewhere. Yeah. Always going somewhere. Um, now in your life, uh, your, your RV life. Um, right now you, you just have tango. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you had another dog. Well, before tango, I mean, I mean, you had tango and cash, right? Well, cash was first. Cash was a 200 pound English Mastiff. And, uh, we traveled. Wait, 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 a 200 pound English Mastiff in an RV. Yeah, that made the RV experience interesting. It's one of the reasons we started the RV uh, Dogs Club on on Facebook, right? Just so we get people together and and share experiences. But with the uh, the massive, we had a two hundred pound English Mastiff and a twenty pound King Charles for many years, and both of them have have moved on. And uh, now we got Tango with us. Right, he's a two year old golden retriever. Well, you know, Charlotte was a, a, an incredible dog and, and just recently passed. Uh, as a matter of fact, passed a couple days after Patty and I were with you last time. Um, but that right. dog just loved to sit on Patty's lap, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so that, that, was, that was more of a lap dog. Now, Tango, how, how, what kind of dog is Tango and how, how big is he? He is an English cream golden retriever. Uh, about, he's 88 pounds. And... Just turned two years old, so he's full of life. <laughs> yeah, he, he he really is full of life. As a matter of fact, you and I went on a bike ride around the lake the other day, and and had him on a leash, and he just ran around with us everywhere we went. It it it, it was really, really, really great. Now now Tango, um, 
I don't know. He's a pretty big dog. Uh, where does he sleep? <laughs> he's uh, he sits at the foot of the bed and and sleeps in the morning. He'll jump up and wake us up. So he'll jump up and right get on the bed and say, "Hi, Dad. Time to get up, and go for a walk." So away we go. <laughs> um, you, you know, Patty and I have been married for about twelve years now, and uh, I, I'm a softy, and this is another reason that we don't have a pet anymore. Uh, I'm a softy and Tango would be right up on the bed with us. <laughs> Every single night he'd be curling in with us and Patty doesn't like that. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's probably another reason that we don't now. Now Charlotte was a much smaller dog. And what, what kind of dog was that? She was a uh, King Charles, a King Charles. Um, and Brandy had this thing that was like little steps at the bottom of the bed. To, yep. So, so, you know, the, that Charlotte could get up on the bed. So did Charlotte sleep up on the bed with you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that dog had to be cuddling with somebody all the time, 24 uh, seven. Okay. So let's, let's get in, um, to, to dogs and, and animals passing, you know, since we're talking about Charlotte and Charlotte was when we came through in December was still with us. And then I think you called me then the next day that we left is when you called me and, and said that Charlotte had passed. <laughs> Talk to me about dealing with uh, uh, an animal that, that is really a part of the family. That's really part of who you are as a family and, and having a problem like that while you're on the road. You know, the, I didn't know you was going to go into such a hard subject. That is <laughs> that that's probably the, the saddest things about dogs. I wish they lived as long as us because they do become family. And it's hard for people that don't have dogs to understand that. And our family travels the country with us. And um, w- when they go, it, you know, every time, like when Cash passed, I was like, I'm never going to do a dog again. I can't do that. I can't go through it. I can't go through it. And then two months later, I'm scrolling around trying to find the dog I want because I can't be without him either. So then, then the whole training process comes back in and we, we go at it and start over. Yeah. You know, let, let's talk about your. Tango is very well trained, but let's go back a year and a half ago when Tango was just a puppy, not so well trained. Talk about what you and I used to do on the golf cart to try to get Tango to stay on the golf cart with you. Well, the most important thing that people forget when they're RVing, your dog, they don't know how to RV. And probably the most important thing is teaching your dog how to RV. And by what I mean by that is getting the socialization in, you have to get them socialized with other dogs, other people. They have to learn that their territory doesn't extend out that, you know, kids can run into your, that campsite. Uh, So they got to become really friendly with everybody. And uh, the first step is socialization. And then you got to really work at working with them on recall and, and uh, not barking. Um, so th- there's a lot of little things that you have to spend extra time with your dog to make sure that they're ready to go camping. Um, it's not difficult, especially if you find some friends to work with. Like I found you up in New Jersey, and I was like, okay, I want to come by with Tango, and uh, he's got to stay with me this time. I want you to kind of call him and right. and play with him and, and uh, trying to – to teach him how and what his boundaries were. And you were excellent at helping him. Now he, 
Now every time he sees you, though, all he wants to do is go spend time with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I came up the other day, he ran down the hall here and almost knocked me over. Because uh, <laughs> he's, he's a big, big dog. So, you know, we, we, we talk about animals passing, and um, let's talk a little bit about vets. You know, as we travel around the country, uh, uh, one of the things that w- one of our guests on one of the podcasts previous talked about was was finding a vet when you get into a campground um not all vets will take all people so you have to find that emergency animal hospital so talk to me about your your dogs and people but you know (laughs) 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 no the you know it's true the one thing that the biggest advice i got as far as traveling there are, you know, if your dog has all its shots, real important, be sure and they have it and make sure you have all the shots before you take them to the parks and stuff. But, you know, it's good advice if you're going to be in an area, call your vet, check, see if there's anything in that area. Because sometimes there might be something going on in a particular area from, you know, uh, a bug-borne disease to something that's going around park to park. And and dog to dog, and your vet will be aware of that, and they can tell you what you should and shouldn't do in that area. So. Now, you you are kind of like me. I I don't have a home base. You know, today my home base is the Oaks at Thousand Trails in South Carolina. Um, so I don't have a home base. Do you have kind of a home base where you do have a vet and even doctors for you and that kind of stuff? Because you, know, you and I have shared some of the same medical history. Uh, with having a stroke and that kind of stuff. So talk to me about wh- where's your home base and, and, and where's Tango's home base vet? <laughs> well, Tango's is right here in Palmetto vet veterinary clinic. And I started using them after cash passed. Yeah. Cash had had, that was like I said, he was 200 pound dog and we couldn't move him. He uh, uh, had had cancer and the vet actually came in and up to our motor home because of the size and actually came in and would, and helped us take care of his, his last passing. And when he did, it was from Palmetto vet. The the vet actually had tears in his eyes and he, because, you know, I don't want a guy to cry because he's doing his job, but he showed me that he really, really cared. And after that, that he's always been my vet. So I, I take my dog to Palmetto vet right here. Yeah. That, and, 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 you know, that, that's great to have that kind of vet, but now, I, I know that you're going to be leaving right now and you're going to go somewhere else. So, so tell me what your steps or processes are when you get into Colorado. I think you're going to, right? Yeah, we're going to blue Mesa, Colorado for the summer. What I'll do is ahead of time, because we'll be there for a little bit. I'll call into Gunnison. I'll find a veterinarian clinic and ask if there's anything in there I need to be aware of for my dogs. And then after that, um, if I have to get his shots or anything done, cause I'll get all his scheduled stuff done before I leave here. But if I have to take him there, I'll have already established a contact with somebody um, and I'll have his records just transferred over just like a, you know, a human doctor. Just like a human doctor. All right, Jim, we got a lot more to talk about. You even started a Facebook group about pets on the road, right? It's like pets and RVing. We started a group called RVing with Dogs Club. It's on Facebook. The whole reason we do this originally was started just to help each other from Puppy sitting. (laughs) One thing about having a dog, you know, you can't leave your dog for long periods of time. So having somebody in the park that is familiar with animals to 
to help watch your dog in exchange. We do the same thing. It's not a money thing. It's just helping each other out thing. And also exchanging information about local vets and stuff like that. But now it's just the best picture site in the world. We got over 7,000 dogs in there and just the pictures are fantastic. Oh, that, that, that's absolutely incredible. Now we'll put a link to that down in the show notes so people oh, can get you. to that. Um, cause, cause that, that is just really a great community type thing. You're listening to the RV life podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt, who unfortunately is not with us right now, but we'll be back and we have a lot more to talk about Jim right after this. When traveling in your RV, how do you navigate? Do you use a paper map, a GPS, or do you use Google Maps? Our sponsor, RV Trip Wizard, has the solution, and it just works. It just works. And I got to tell you something. It really does just work. I do not move. I should say we. Patty and I do not move our RV one inch, not one inch without looking at RV Trip Wizard. As a matter of fact, there's a funny story. I was up at a campground in Pennsylvania. It was an encore park. And unfortunately, I had, uh, when you, you and I were talking about this, one of our, our members of our audience were talking about how they do split reservations. Well, they assign spots. So I had to actually move on our fifth day from one spot to the other. And, you know, we go through our checklist and we close everything up. And I sat down on my computer and I looked and I pulled up RV trip person. And Patty said, what, what are you doing? We're, we're moving one spot over. <laughs> we're moving from 79 to 78, but, but it was just such habit that I use RV trip wizard every single time I start the engine of our class a diesel. Okay. So let's get back into talking about all of the things that we can talk about. We're in a small space, you, you, you know, and, and last week's episode, Patty and I talked about, handling a marriage in small space. I mean, we went from 3000 square feet down to less than 500 square feet. So we're always right on top of each other. This guy right here. I mean, you left him with me for an hour the other day, but you went over and got me. He's right on top of me all the time. Uh, so uh, talk about living with a, a big dog in a small RV uh, with two adults and, and how do you navigate that process? Well, they start establishing their own places and they just lay down and they, they behave pretty good. Um, they have their little home inside the RV. The, probably the, the biggest thing in that you, the dogs do for you is make you get out. I mean, it's real easy to become a, a couch potato in your own RV. You'll go out to a national park and you sit in your RV and you watch TV you know, but having a dog makes you get out and go out and go, wow, this is a beautiful park. And you take the dogs for a walk. And like we did earlier, oh, yesterday going around the lake, um, you know, get you out and, and let you explore and see things. I took them down the beach down in Hilton head and we took the bike out and just went for probably about 30 minutes on the beach. He it was heaven for him. And, uh, the, so the dogs bring life into yours so that you can get out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. You, you, you know, that we, when our last dog, Amber passed away, we were, we were in a house and um, I, I, I can't say it any other way than the energy in the house was just different. It was just 
different when the dog wasn't there. And it took a very long time uh, for me to get over that feeling. Um, as a matter of fact, when, when you come into our RV, um, we had a cat. I had a cat named Tony. And, and he was around with me for about 18 years. Um, and a friend of mine, after Tony passed, actually carved a wood statue of a cat. <laughs> so that, that wood statue, and you know, when we're getting ready to get in the RV, I'm like, Tony, we call it Tony. I said, Tony's coming with me. And Patty's like, you're not bringing that on the RV. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. So Tony is right behind my seat in the RV uh, all, all the time. So we, we, we keep Tony with us all the time. Uh, Jim, you know what? We, we, you and I had a conversation. Uh, I don't know. At, at one point when we were together, we were probably sitting around a campfire or something and uh, we were talking about RVs aren't really made for dogs. They, you know, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen a like a dog crate or a, a, a dog area built into an RV. Let's, let's talk about that for a little minute. Well, one of the things that we found in the dogs club, there's there's little things I've seen. Like there was a small camper where um, the outside shelf, the guy managed to open that up. And then he cut a dog hole inside that because he had two small dogs that came out underneath his bed inside the camper. So then he went back to the outside shelf, and put a ramp to it, and then went to a little dog fence. So his small chihuahuas were able to go from outside. They had their own yard. They could run inside the camper, go in, get warm, cool. If uh, he needed to shut and lock the, the door, he could. Uh, real good. So having things like that. We're sharing ideas and RVing with Dogs Club. You've talked about presenting it to some of the RV, you know, people, some of the industry. Like uh, underneath, uh, I've seen a lot of people use underneath the table, um, the chairs, right, benches rather, turning those into dog crates for dogs. Um, underneath beds, having areas for the pets, viewing areas that they can see out of too. So they're not crawling up on top of a couch. They actually have low windows where they can go in and see. So there's several dog ideas that, you know, been presented that uh, hopefully we'll start seeing. My, my camper's also got a bottom drawer that you open the drawer out, and that's where the dog and water bowl is. And it came from the factory that way, which was really neat. Wow, that's um, great. So, you know, they're, they're getting more and more dog-friendly and dog savvy is probably a better word for it. <laughs> You know, you just brought something up. Um, you're kind of a, a, from the norm, the reverse family, because Brandy does most of the driving and you get to sit in that big old fat captain's chairs up there. Where, where, where does Tango sit? Because I know he likes to look out that window when we're driving, when we're in a car. <laughs> well, he's got, he does have a seatbelt. We put him in the, uh, the couch and put him on a seatbelt and do it. Uh, he can be a terrible owner sometimes when we're out on the open road and let him loose and he'll come sit down beside us. But you know, when we're anywhere near traffic, I always put him on his belt. But you put him on the belt on, on, on that seat security, back there. Absolutely. Um, okay. So one of the, the things that happened last week, my son lives in Bend, Oregon. Um, beautiful thousand trails park there. We, we spent quite a lot of time there last summer. Um, but he just built a house and they just got, a little puppy. It's so cute. It's, it's, it's just a little puppy, a golden retriever, just like this. And, uh, 
he had a guy come out because they're not allowed to have fences around their property in Bend, Oregon. There's rules for rules for rules in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's no fences around product pro- property there. So they put a wireless fence in and Danny had to call me right away. He said, dad, he said, this guy's got a product. That's a wireless fence that you could just put outside your RV and it's got little lights in it. So the dog will know where the fence is. What, what do you think about something like that? You know, it actually works. They work really, really well. I've seen them work. The only problem that I've seen on that is you are out in nature in a lot of parks where if you have a small dog, you know, you even have raccoons and stuff that can can mess with, you know, another animal. And then you get out to where you got coyotes and stuff like that in some of the bigger parks and national parks. Uh, so, you know, be real leery of that part of it. But if you're in a good secure campground it works good yeah you you know we talk about that and just yesterday i was out taking a bike ride around the lakes here and i ran into a young lady that had a little teensy dog maybe two or three pounds and she's got it on one of those long leash lines that just retracts and comes out and this little dog is going down into the water and like licking water out of the water i i I said to her oh my god i i don't know if that's such a good idea here (laughs) yeah because there's a thing called alligators yeah <laughs> welcome yeah. to the southeast <laughs> i i actually did a, a video over on on exploring through our lens just a little short where the alligators that you and i saw out there yesterday that was really really something uh, let, let's talk a little bit about leaving for the day the week the month i mean you know brandy has been away the last three or four days at a wedding now you stayed because you had to work and, and so Tango was fine here while you stayed. Uh, but, but you're going to Aruba next week. You know, what, 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 where's Tango going? Well, that's the nice thing about the RVing with dogs club. Uh, there's another lady we actually met here a couple of years ago. She was walking her poodle around the lake. The first time I met her, um, but she is going to stay and Tango is going to stay with her. She's very familiar with her dog now. She's met us in like four or five different states over the last couple of years. So uh, he's going to stay there in exchange. Uh, last summer, I watched her dog for 10 days while she went and visited family. So we just help each other out. And that's the nice thing about the community. And when I say the community, I'm talking about all of our viewers uh, as a whole. They're willing to help you out. And dog people love dog people. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll take it one step further. I mean, cat people love dog people too. I think, you, you know, the, I, I have seen um, a lot of people that have cats now uh, our, our friends, the Hanks, and they were on an earlier episode of the RV life podcast. You know, they have a cat and they travel around with a cat. I, I saw the, the lady that is across the way from me right, right now. She has a cat and she's walking around on a leash. Like it's a dog. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it several times. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the first person to join our RVing with dogs club and put their cat picture on and say, this is my dog and, and go with that. Y'all are welcome, so. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you, you know, you brought up something that is really near and dear to Patty's in my heart. Um, and I see it coming back. Um, community, y- y- you know, when I was a kid, how, how, how old are you? 10? 12, you're 12 years. When I was 12 years old, I would go to a campground with my parents and there was things. There was campfires at night. There was bingo. There was all kinds of 
community type activities. And I think I'm going to blame most of it on COVID. Let's just say COVID shut a lot of that down. I'm starting to feel as we travel around the country that that's coming back. That, you, you know, that, 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 that feel is coming back. And a lot of the people in the, in the audience are agreeing with that. Talk, talk to me about your feelings on that. You know, it might not only be coming back, but it might be coming back a little stronger. The bond between people to, to help each other out in, in the campground industry uh, as a whole, I think, has gotten better. People look out for each other and we look out for our pets. And um, I, I'm excited about it. I hope it keeps going that way. You know, when, when we were prepping for this show last night, you and I were talking about it. One of the things that Patty wants to do, she, she loves s'mores. <laughs> she, she, she loves s'mores. So one of the things that she wants to do is start doing uh, impromptu at campgrounds. I'm, I'm noticing that there's a lot of more community type fire pits, bigger type fire pits and more community type fire pits. There's actually one here right over. I went over and checked it out. Today. You told me there was one yep. that they built here. Um, so one of the things that we're going to do with the RV Life podcast is we're going to try to start building a little bit of community. And I mean, it doesn't cost that much for us to go out and get some some Hershey's chocolate and some graham crackers and a couple sticks. Uh, the firewood's probably the most expensive part of the whole process. Um, but really kind of getting people together and doing things that we did when I was a kid, like telling stories around the campfire or kids telling jokes. I mean, we were, we were at a place and we, there was like 15 kids and, and we ask each kid to tell all the adults a joke that they know. And, and you know what? It was, it was really good. Cause I think it got the kids out and talking in, in a more public place. Um, but I, I really think the adults liked it as well. Well, you know, you do that. I'll bring the dog biscuits. So uh, <laughs> Tango told me a joke earlier today. He said, Hey dad, how come you, I never play with cards with cats. And I said, why? He goes, cause they cheetahs. <laughs> oh geez. That's a bad dad joke. I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those jokes that uh, just probably has to be, be, be left on the the cutting room floor. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. Tango said <laughs> Well, Jim, you know what? It has been great time. Is there anything else you got? That, is there any, like that one piece of advice that, that somebody has like, oh, I'm thinking about going RVing full time. Should I get a dog? Absolutely. It's a blast. They're welcome almost everywhere you go. Be sure and take the time to get with someone who's got a dog in your park that has trained right and talk to them about how they can socialize and help you socialize your dog because they learn from each other and uh go have fun enjoy life yeah i'll tell you what get get just enjoy the journey because that is so important now we got a lot of stuff coming up in the third segment we've got the rv tip of the week and we have somebody from the studio audience that's going to ask a question you stick around and help me answer that question sure i i i have i have few years of experience out here, but I mean, you, you've got eight years of experience, so you're the old man. You are listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt. She is now with us. She's up taking care of her mom in Manassas, Virginia. She'll be back with us in just a couple of weeks. And the RV Life Podcast will be back right after this. 
The most important part of your RV is the roof. If your roof leaks, your trip and your RV get ruined. You can take it to a dealership or service center to be maintained at their expensive rates. Or you can maintain it yourself over a weekend for a fraction of the cost. Liquid Rubber RV Roof Products will keep you dry and leak-free. Visit shopliquidrubber.com slash RVLife. Use coupon code RVLifePod15OFF to save 15%. That's shopliquidrubber.com slash RVLife. National Indoor RV Centers with over 1,000 motorhomes available across multiple locations. National Indoor RV Centers continues to provide an outstanding hassle-free motorhome ownership experience. National Indoor is the number one Newmar dealer in the nation and also features brands like Integra, Winnebago, and much more. Visit nirvc.com and become a part of the National Indoor RV Center's family. You're listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'm Dan Hunt with my incredible wife, Patty Hunt. I'm here with Jim Renault. We are at the Oaks in South Carolina. We're right off 95. We're right next to Paris Island. It has just been a wonderful week for me here at the Oaks. And I want to talk a little bit about NIRVC, National Indoor. National Indoor, Brett and his friends and and, and all the people that work over there. I, I, I've got to tell you, they just do it different. If, if you're looking to buy an RV, they are the number one Newmar dealer in the country. They're also the number one Integra dealer in the entire country. They sell a lot of big RVs. And the way they take care of you is very different. It's, it's more like a marina atmosphere where you can actually pull in and leave your vehicle and then they service it while it's in storage. It's just a genius, genius way to do business. And I have to tell you, they are just really, really, really great people. National Indoor, they are a proud sponsor of the RV Life podcast, and we truly, truly appreciate it. Now, we've been here today, and we're talking with Jim Renault and, and talking about pets and RVing with pets. He's had quite a few. He had a massive. What uh, you, you, you know, I, 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 I did a quick phone call here and talked to my wife. She says, you're nuts. <laughs> Traveling with a massive. I mean, how, how big was that dog? He was 200 pounds. And just, he was just a big baby though. He loved life, loved everybody. Just a gentle giant. Now, you know, one of the questions that I didn't get to in the last part, and I'm going to go ahead and do it right here, uh, is food. You you know, dog food. Um, When I was 12, when I was her age, the the little girl in the audience today, when I was her age, uh, you went to the store and you bought this great big bag of dog food and you came home at night and you put a cup in the bowl and then the dog would eat the cup of food. And then somewhere in my thirties, maybe they started to get to the wet food. And then in my forties, they started to get to the gourmet food. (laughs) And, uh, you know, now they, I, I, I was in the Publix down the street here and they actually have a refrigerator just for pet food. But then you and I went out to dinner the other night. If you want to call it dinner, we, 
we, we went to Wendy's and, and they didn't have an outdoor sheeting because we had Tango with us. So we went over to McDonald's. We bought our hamburgers at Wendy's. Then we bought our sodas over at, 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 yeah. at McDonald's. Um, and, and, and we got Tango chicken nuggets. <laughs> so, so talk to me about how food has changed in your life and, and what you do with Tango right now. Well, yeah, there's actually some restaurants like the Frosty Frog in Hilton Head. They actually have a dog menu. You'll go in and sit down on the back page. They got a section where you can order your dog a unseasoned chicken breast or uh, you can actually get hot dogs. I mean, uh, French fries that are unseasoned, things like that. So it's kind of neat. Um, they bring water out. Speaking of water, that's another thing that's real important. I should have brought up earlier when you're traveling, going park to park, another tip that I received was get a gallon water jug, fill it up with the water that they're used to. When you go to a new area, introduce the new water slowly or get by the same type of water form because just like humans, sometimes the dogs need to be more sensitive to water changing. And if you change it from, well, I'm going to change his from being down here in the South to going to 7,600 feet up in Colorado. So, you know, having water, is going to be totally different. Yeah. He, he's not going to want to come back here because that's some good water there. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I came up from Florida and, and I stopped at, um, in Brunswick, Georgia, and I went into a restaurant to have dinner and the lady brought me a glass of water and I, I took a sip of it. Oh my God. It was the worst thing I've ever <laughs> tasted in my life. And she said, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> To Brunswick, Georgia, where we have the worst water in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it was kind of funny. Now, um, it is time right now, actually, to play the RV Life Pro Tip of the Week from Patrick Buchanan. There's a setting in RV Life Trip Wizard that can make a big difference in usability on slower connections or on a touch screen. When using Trip Wizard, click on your name or the profile icon in the upper right-hand corner, then choose default settings. Under general user settings, you can choose your stop details display preference. Your two choices are hover or click. Choosing the click setting makes it easier for touchscreens and tablets, but it also prevents stop pop-ups from opening and closing when you're simply moving your mouse across the map, providing a more predictable experience when planning your trip. For RV Life, I'm Pat Buchanan with your Pro Tip of the Week. Thank you, Patrick. We always appreciate those tips, and we always, always, always seem to learn something new. Now, Jim, you know, I really want to get back to something that is near and dear to my heart, and, and that's talking about community. So you, you started a dog community on Facebook. You know, we're, we're trying to build a community within the RV life just to start doing some, some, you know, social type stuffs together, because it, one of the things I just want to talk about before we go into this community is one of the things that I have noticed as we have gone on the road and been on the road, uh, there's times where it can be kind of lonely. You, you, you know, it's like I used to have friends at home and I used to go play poker maybe once every you know, two or three weeks with a bunch of friends, or I would go and I would go golfing. And when you're on the road, you don't really have that. You, you, you kind of hang out with somebody for a day or two and then they're on their way. Um, so, so 
you know, let, let's talk a little bit about how important it is building community, not just for the furry guys, but, but for, for us as well. Well, one, you're never alone if you have your fur friend. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, when you're traveling in, in these different campgrounds, like one of the things when we, we sold our house that I had to look at, I was like, wow, here's the negative side of selling the house. I'm going to miss our friends. Who are our friends? Well, I know the people on each side of the house. We walk outside. We wave at each other as we get in the car. And then once a year, we get together and have a barbecue. We get together in the campgrounds all the time. I wind up meeting people all over the place like you. We've met now in how many states? Three states? Three, maybe four, yeah. Four, okay. And like Diane, the girl's watching my dog. She's uh, met us now in two, three, four, maybe five different campgrounds. So, you know, community is the, the friends you build out in here, and it has become really, really nice, the socialization parts of the campground world. <sighs> And, and, you know, as we build a community, as we move around, most of the people that normally there that regularly listen, I should say to our podcast, know that our plan is to summer in new England. <laughs> That's what we're looking to do is summer in new England. We're going to head up to Moody beach. And, uh, uh, after, you know, we feel comfortable that we can leave mom alone. Um, but you can always check out our schedule on our YouTube. There's a community tab and you, a lot of people don't know about that community tab. So we started using that and, and we're kind of like posting where we're going and why we're going. And, and we take a lot of ideas there for topics for different podcasts or topics for different videos that like, like you and I were talking about. So our YouTube channel is a great place to get us social media as well. We have exploring through our lens. We have the RV life podcast. It's a lot of social media out there and, and you can always find out where we're going and what we're doing when we are on the social media. Now that sound means it is time for our question of the week. And we have Sarah here out of our studio audience. She has not told us what her question of the week is. She has kept it a secret from us, Jim. She hasn't told us anything. So uh, let's do our best to answer her question of the week. Sarah, welcome to the RV Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so where, where are you from? Washington State originally. Washington State. It is beautiful up there. Patty and I were there a couple of years ago at the uh, Seattle RV show. We stayed at a couple. Actually, we stayed at the very, very, very first Thousand Trails campground. That's where Thousand Trails started. Uh, what is say Chehalis. So we were at the Chehalis campground up there. Uh, the, the only thing I have to say about Washington State is it's cold. <laughs> it, it, we, we were there in February. I don't know why we took our RV there in February. Uh, I don't know why they have an RV show there in February, but they do. And uh, we, we, we were there in February. Now, what kind of RV do you have? We have a 38-foot high country Cougar pull-behind trailer. Pull-behind trailer? Yep. 38 feet. 38 feet. And you pull that with a truck? Yep. We have an F-250 Ford. Okay. Now, you have a 12-year-old who I've been talking about through our whole show. Um, do you do homeschooling, I'm assuming? Yes, I have a 12-year-old daughter and then also an 8-year-old daughter. And so we're in our fourth year of homeschooling. And how's that going? I mean, for, from a parent's point of view, did, did you have them in regular school before you hit the road? And are you, are you full-time? I didn't even ask that question. So we just started traveling six months ago or seven months ago. 
and we don't know what the future holds for us. We're planning to be back in Washington the end of July. Um, and we'll see if we want to keep going full time, but we decided as a family to take a year to travel around the United States. Okay. So, so, so they were in school before that. No, you did homeschool before that yourself. Yep. So th- this is a topic I'm, I'm kind of picking up for Patty because Patty was a teacher. She was a high school science teacher before we left and hit, hit the road full time. So, so you kept them and you did homeschool before. So you don't really have that back and forth between the two. Do you think they're getting as good an education of going to a school or do you think that, that they're missing something? I don't think they're missing anything. Um, we get to choose what we want to study and they get way more socialization than I would think even in public school. We yes. have a lot more freedom to do the activities and um, I don't think there's anything missing. That, that, that's absolutely one. Now, do you feel the same way? You, you like being homeschooled? So you, you don't want to go back to a regular school. Okay. Now I taught at Villanova university. Do you want to go to a college when you get that age? Eh, that's the wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> um, let's, let's get into the question of the week. What, what is your question about RVing? So we have a seven-year-old foxtail lab and um, she's a bit attached to me. So it's good to know about your site that you talked about being able to meet other people. I hadn't thought about that, but there are times, obviously we have to leave her in the trailer, go, you know, spend a whole day where she can't come. So she does have a little bit of separation anxiety and she actually got kind of sick um, a few months ago, but we've been able to kind of get her back. So my question is, what are your suggestions for the days that she's going to have to sit at home in the trailer by herself? Jim, why don't you take that one first and then I'll jump in with some comments after that. All right. Well, the first thing, you know, having the people in the park that are dog, you know, in, in the dogs club or just other dog people to, to rely on is real nice. But before that, there's no advice for that day. The advice comes for what you should do beforehand. The first day that I had my dog, I left him intentionally for an hour. Then I next day, two hours. And slowly kept leaving it and knowing that he realized that I was coming home. And I came home, I had a treat in my hand. If I went out to a restaurant, yeah, okay, so I'm feeding the dog bad. I'd give a little piece of chicken nugget when I come in or whatever it was I was eating. Something to come back so he knew that I was coming back and he'd be excited and it was okay. If they were barking, if he was barking outside, and showing any anxiety when I left the camper, I didn't come back until he was quiet. When he came back, he was quiet. Then I'd walk back in. And for the, when he was a puppy, I think I sat outside one time for almost four hours waiting for him to stop whining and, and going back and forth and looking out the door. And then as soon as he stopped, he came in, hey, it's okay. Once he realized it's okay, you're going to come home, then they relax. And uh, that, that'll slowly go away. That's the best advice I can come up with. And that's my exact advice too. I, I think that's a perfect advice. Now, what, what I'm going to, what I'm going to say though, is, um, the, tell me the name of your Facebook group again. RVing with dogs club. Got to put club at the end of it. It's a group page on Facebook. Just come join us. Love to see you out there. Throw pictures of your dogs up. Yeah. You, you, you know, I think that's, that's, that's really great. We will put a link to that in the notes. We'll also put it over 
on all of our social media over on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and blah, 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 all, all those social medias. I, I don't take care of that. That's Patty's job. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you know, and, and I, I think that that separation anxiety is, um, it, it's exactly the same with kids. I, I mean, you know, I, Patty and I have nine grandkids Now she's in heaven right now because she's got two of her grandkids that she's taking care of while she's taking care of the mom. So, so she's in absolute heaven, but, but, when we look at the grandkids and you're taking those grandkids to kindergarten or you're taking them to preschool now that they have um, our, our, our one child in, in Bend, Oregon, just a problem and a half. It just, it, you know, wanted to cry. And, but, but then some of the other kids weren't that way. So I, I think you're right, Jim. It's not about that day. It's not, that's not an issue that you can really fix on that day. It's an issue that you really have to work up to. Um, you, you know, Jim, when, when this one was about eight months old, you would come and drop him off and then you'd take off on the golf cart and go somewhere else and leave him with me. And he'd, he'd be like looking, looking, looking. Five minutes later, he was, ah, let, let's go play. So, he, he, you know, that, that's the other side of the thing too is sometimes I think that we as adults um, make that separation anxiety worse because we feed it. Um, and, and when we feed it, that really, really makes them take it. And, and, and they two times it or three times it or five times it, where if we didn't feed into it, I, I, I think that that might work a, a, a lot better. Thank you so much for that. That, I mean, that was the best question I think that we've had on the RV life podcast so far. It was, there's one other piece of advice that I can give on that. Never leave with a different attitude. You know, if you know you're going to be gone a week, like when I leave to go to Aruba on Monday morning, I want to say goodbye to him the same exact way that I'm going to say it when I leave him for an hour. Right. I'll be back. You stay here and I'm going to walk out very calm, natural. See now, Patty. Patty has a, a a way to do that. She she lies to him all the time. She's like, "I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back." <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and and that is a good piece of advice. Just just dogs love routines. Dogs love routines, and and I I think that getting them into that kind of a routine is really, really a good thing. And they can pick up on your anxiety too. If you're like, Oh, I'll be back. It's going to be okay. You stay here. All right. Oh, here's a little extra treat. Okay. I love you so much. And you walk out, the dog's like, where are you going? Don't leave me now. You yeah. know? So just make it seem like you know, it, it, it's not a big deal. I'll be back. You stay here. It's okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much. It's been, it's been great having you. Um, again, I just want to talk real quick about building a community. Um, I know it's a little early to promo this, but we're starting to put together. If you're planning on being in Hershey, Pennsylvania for the Hershey RV show, one of the two big RV shows of the year, uh, we are planning on doing an RV life appreciation event and we would love to have you come. I'm going to buy you dinner. I've got, I've got an electric bike. You know, those electric bikes that I drive around, you're actually driving one of my electric bikes right now. The owner of that company, uh, Kraken Electric Bikes, or Kraken Adventure Bikes is what it's called, uh, he actually donated a bike for that event. So we're going to give away 
an electric bike at that event. It, it's all part of what Patty and I are trying to do to build a community. We're going to be doing more campfires and campfire conversations and just trying to get people out and do something. I, I have gone into campgrounds and I have watched people pull into a campground and they stay for a week and they never leave that 10 square feet around that campground. There is a lot, a lot of stuff to do all over the world. So um, check us out on our social media. We'd love to have you post a picture of your pet, not just on his side. Come on over to my side, post a picture of your pet. There'll be links to everything that we talked about in the uh, show notes below. So Jim, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, Sarah. It, it has just been a really, really incredible show. Thank you audience for being here with us. Thank you, 12-year-old, for sitting through this, even though you're bored out of your mind. But it's okay. It's okay. What's your name? Taya. Okay. Thank you, Taya, for being here and being part of the studio audience. As a matter of fact, I've got something for you for being here. Thank you so much. And Jim, one of the things that I have that, that we only give to people that were guests on the shows, this is a limited edition RV life podcast coffee mug. So thank hey. you so much for being here with us. We, we truly, truly uh, of, of appreciate it. I'm Dan Hunt and this has been the RV life podcast. Uh, I'm going to say thank you so much for uh, being here with us today. Um, I'm sorry that Patty wasn't able to be here with us today, but she is taking care of a family situation. And we are so grateful to be able to do that to, you know, for her to be able to take a month and go and help her mom and get her back to, you, you know, where she can start taking care of herself. That's, it, that, that's a really, really great feeling that we're able to be able to do that. And it's this lifestyle that's made us able to do that. I'm Dan Hunt, and you are listening to the RV Life Podcast. I'll enter today in today's show by saying, have a great rest of today and an even better day tomorrow.